Hello, and welcome to the Betsy Betsy Boss Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. We have a crazy topic for y'all today. I know that everybody is a little bit disappointed that our Jean Bonnet series has come to a tragic end. (laughs) We are upset as well. It's going to be, it's a little bit of a sad departure from Jean Bonnet, ironically, um, that we aren't speaking about her anymore, but I think it's safe to say that we are going to hit you, baby, one more time oh, yes. with the current topic. <laughs> this quarantine is killing me. And uh, in this case, our loneliness is saving us yes. because the farther we stay away from people, the better. Exactly. But before we get into all that, our liberty this week That's right. is a little something about Wayfair, unfair Wayfair. Oh yeah, we don't know which way we're to go on this now, and we want to be very clear that this podcast is clearly a social commentary. We don't know. We can't. We don't have the facts to back up any of these assertions. We are here to comment. We're here to read. We're here to research, and we're here to spit it out and digest it in an easily understandable format by you all, the listeners. So when we delve into conspiracy theories like we're going to today... It's all in good fun. Like, we love these kinds of topics. We love this kind of, like, what-ifs, you know, all that stuff. But it is still all commentary and just kind of speculation. Right. So we are not by any stretch of the imagination, serving to confirm the truth or reliability of these statements. But my God, are they interesting to look at? And we looked into them. So the whole thing with Wayfair, if you've been living under a rock, is... (laughs) Do they have just what you need? (laughs) Wayfair. You got just what I need. (laughs) Everything's better when it ships for free. Yeah, so... Wayfair is a hot topic right now. It's trending because people are accusing this company, which is an e-commerce company, of engaging in sex trafficking and specifically child sex trafficking. And we think specifically, according to these rumors, that Wayfair is selling utility cabinets and they're actually selling human beings. Right. Okay. It's got a cover. Yes. And a lot of these claims, you know, indicate that the people are inside the uh, cabinets. I don't think it's all that simple or stupid. (laughs) Um, I think what could potentially be happening, the only believable piece of this story, this narrative, is that perhaps something that could be similarly, similarly priced is being marketed as a cabinet, as a utility cabinet, when in fact what's being sold is a human being. Right, yeah. It's just kind of, they're using it almost like an eBay type of situation as the, like, commerce. Um, yeah, as the know, go-between. go-between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So what's really interesting, the images that we've seen are that these big storage cabinets that are, you know, industrial grade, they're big just their big metal cabinets big metal cabinets have been given female names now that to me is the first red flag yeah we were talking about this last week and you came up with a really good point or just kind of like a general like we've all seen at target you go like i have this cute little black desk in my um in my office right here and like makes total sense to name that the annabelle desk or the whatever Mm -hmm. but a cabinet 
I don't especially think I... something that's industrial <laughs> right. grade. That's what I mean. Like a tool shed, like your your garden shed cabinet. I don't know. Right. Like if I'm a purchaser, if I'm on this site and I'm looking for something industrial grade to keep my tools in, I don't want to buy it if it's called the Allison or the Yuritsa or the Naraya. Well, and they're very unique names too on they're a lot of them. Very unique. Like and I, I get that that it's kind of become more popular to name things after people or I don't know it probably just makes it seem more personal or whatever to name this again like the Annabelle desk Mm -hmm. but these names are so particular they're very particular they seem ethnic in nature and as these sleuthy people have looked up they also correlate to the names of young missing females presumably right now I know that one of them some stuff has come out yeah yeah some stuff has come out and I believe it might have been Yuritsa who no, um, it was Samaya. Oh, it was Samaya, of course. But yeah, the other Another... name for that cabinet, I, or no, no, similar in that under that retailer, the Uritza was another cabinet. I yes, believe. yeah. So there yeah. are a number of different cabinets, people, and basically what you're looking at is these large white industrial grade cabinets. There's the Naraya, there's the Uritza, there's an Allison, there's an Annabelle. Just doesn't really go with the uh, fabric of our lives here. Right. One of them is Samaya. Okay. Now, granted, this woman who's a 17 year old from Ohio apparently came out in a video and said, Listen, y'all, I ain't missing. I don't know why everybody's saying I'm missing. I'm not missing. Okay. So drop not it. Not in a cabinet anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not being shipped state right. to state in a cabinet, which sounds like a horrible way to travel, oh, frankly. I hope there's extra um, <laughs> extra leg room. Because... Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's hope it's not a half cabinet. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's not a filing cabinet. My goodness. Oh, so, you know, granted, she did come out and say, hey, this isn't me. It's I'm not the one being bought and sold on right. here in a cabinet. But... It's still a little hinky. It's unusual. Yeah. Um, and it's just odd. And again, the other very big red flag here is the crazy prices associated yes. with these cabinets. Yeah, that I think is the big red flag. Right. And now I don't know what utility cabinets generally cost. I can't say that I've bought one ever. But... 12 to 14 grand for a closet for a cabinet well and should we go into the pillows and the mispricing too that let's makes do it speculate uh, there were these pillows that were all above ten thousand dollars each and they were mm-hmm. very much your i don't know like i've gone on and had had stuff made on like zazzle and cafe press want to sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> feel free um but like it looks to me like one of those kind of not homemade, but like home homemade like designer kind of brand pillow should like be it, between twenty and thirty bucks. Yeah, like it's Maybe. It's, it's not a very even a pillow in general. I can't see costing over ten thousand dollars unless it's encrusted in diamonds or something. Exactly. And so the more suspicious thing to me on these pillows being priced where they were in that ten to I think they were under fifteen thousand um, is just the fact that after it was called out, they were all adjusted in price. Yes, and yeah. that to me makes it like if you're on the side of something fishy's going on. That, to me, lends more credence to that. Yes. And for them to just suddenly backpedal, correct the issue. Right. I mean, why not just say, hey, you know, there's an issue with this. 
I, I don't know. Well, like, just, why didn't they catch it until someone called them out on it? Exactly. Kind of like, you are uh, this huge retailer who does all this business. You really didn't notice that your pillows were being right. charged for thousands of dollars? Come on. Yeah. Like, and then you get deeper into things. So, people have gone on the Russian version of Google, which oh, is this called is Yandex, right? And they have searched this moniker that under which all of these cabinets have been sold. It's SRC USA. Okay, so every one of these cabinets, whether it's the Yaritza, the Samia, the Allison, or the Annabelle, have been sold under SRC USA in the description name on Wayfair. So apparently when these sleuthy folks, you know, trying to prove or debunk this conspiracy theory went into Yandex, the uh, Russian Google, and typed in SKU, followed by the number that the product was going for, identified by whatever on the website. Um, Nothing happened, but then SRC USA was typed in and followed by a number, and what came up on Yandex was a bunch of pictures of young women. Yeah, which okay. is concerning. <laughs> little unusual, little scary. Yeah. Um, really just strange. So Tom Hanks has been roped into this. I personally love Tom Hanks more than life itself. I think he's an American treasure. But apparently... But for him, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you you're going to get, <laughs> yeah. okay? So unusually enough, Tom Hanks made a post on Instagram oh, not yeah. too long oh, ago. This, this is... I'm sorry. I love these things. <laughs> it's fascinating, people. So he made this post, and it's a photo of a glove, a dirty old glove on the ground. And it, the caption says, Red Bluff, California, summer 2016. Give me five. Okay. And then next to the glove in, like, chalked writing says, nothing other than SRC USA. Crazy. Yeah. This is the same code, as you'll recall from a couple minutes ago, that labeled every single one of these cabinets in their description on the Wayfair website. Yeah. Just a little unusual. And the same code that when plugged into Yandex pulled up the pictures of the young women. Yeah. It just, I don't know. And again, like I love these, whether or not they actually connect, I think it's so interesting because I think there is so much more going on behind the scenes than the kind of general public knows and I think child trafficking, sex trafficking is probably a very big part of that. It's very much a like human commerce or human commodity that is very unfortunate, but I think is a very big driving force in all of this nefarious stuff going on behind the scenes. So true. And people have also pointed out just the sidebars that, by the way, Wayfair is the company that supplies beds to ICE. And that's the group that has lost over 2,000 children in their custody. So is there a link here? Are they also selling these missing children on their website as $10,000 plus furniture and pillows? Right. That math is actually adding up, strangely enough. Well, and it's it's so easy for um, people in power to take advantage of children especially in situations where they're vulnerable. And that is very much a situation where, you know, you could trust the wrong person with your child or, you know, even out of your own awareness, like somebody could easily kind of snatch up your child and put them into something and you have no way to track them down or find them. And it just, 
It's absolutely terrifying. Ugh. I mean, whether this is true or not. Right. And again, we have no skin in the game here. No, We're not yeah, trying to say kinda... it's true. But it is very alarming. And it's also really good in a way to get a look at how these predators could potentially use e-commerce sites I agree like with Wayfair you. Yeah. to access this buyership and to secretly sell goods in the form of humans. Yeah, I agree with you. Whether or not it's actually true and whether or not it's just kind of all hyped up, I think anything that draws attention to this whole problem, because I remember even, I don't know if it was a law school class that we were in together, I think it was actually the um, law and sexuality or something like that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I think it was a class we were in together and just talking about, I don't remember what it was, but there was one case or example that our professor went over as far as um, like a close to home kind of situation with human trafficking. And it's just nobody thinks it's going on in their backyard but it is going on in their backyard. Like yeah. it's, it's going on everywhere. And even again, if it's not happening on this website, I think if it draws attention to the fact that there need to be certain precautions and things put in place, then that's a good thing. Right. One conspiracy theorist said it's just interesting how two months after 1500 children went missing, Wayfair patented a branch titled WFX Utilities, where they sold these regular items for extortionate prices. The product codes linked to child pornography when they're searched alongside with a child trafficking code word. Okay, but when they get searched individually neither of the codes show any ill results so it's almost like this strange you have to combine two codes in order to pull up these fucked up results so um the person went so far as to investigate the owner of the wfx utility patent okay who apparently also owned a patent for meatloaf oh you know hand Mm -hmm. in hand So the company that I suppose did the research for the meatloaf patent, um, (laughs) its line of business also includes operating meatpacking plants and slaughterhouses. Oh, God. Okay. And we're assuming that this corporation was also founded by the owner of WFX Utilities. If you can follow all this, that's the um, line of very expensive industrial grade drawers. Okay. So this employee is the only employee of all the companies under this research corporation, okay? It would be super convenient, this conspiracy theorist says, to own this company if you were trafficking children into some fucked up cannibal shit, which is crazy, okay? No, but like you can do and buy anything on the internet like that's the awful thing like if we ever want to do an episode on the dark web here yes like you can get into real we didn't go into it with the john benet episode but that was some of the stuff i came across even in that case back in not in the 90s the late 90s like Mm -hmm. it's only gotten worse since then so yeah and this person has connected the dots in this final kind of um timeline slash flow chart just wearing, following the dots like yeah following the totally trail. follow the dots here so they said basically if you're a child trafficker slash cannibal all right if it's, we're really getting attenuated out, here but uh, here we go seriously it's out there if you think into their mind if you're jeffrey dahmer yeah if you're jeff dahmer 
what would you need? Okay, a way to obtain the children. All right, you got it. The detention facility by ICE. Okay, you would need a way to traffic the children. Okay, you partner with a yeah. pre-existing company and then you sell the children under the guise of selling expensive furniture. You'd need a way to communicate. All right, great. You create a website with a special elite members section, which apparently this Wayfair has, thing, right. which, yeah, no, this code situation corresponds to. You'd need a way to store the meat. Now, again, this person is, you know, really going, going far down the detail. rabbit hole yeah. here. Yeah. But if you create your own meat packaging plant slash slaughterhouse. Well, just even the connection between the two. Is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then a way to find customers you could use these secret code words, okay? And that's exactly what they appear to be doing here. Um, Or at least they have all of the different ingredients that they could potentially use to pull this off. Not saying that they have pulled it off, not saying that this is what's going on here, but man, it's definitely work a closer closer look here. I yeah, um, I agree. And like, a lot of this information, I have to say, is from this Instagram Little Miss Patriot. Um, she's got a ton of different information about um, different conspiracy theories and kind of the truth behind them. But wow, I don't know some of this yeah. information. It just blew me away. Some of these connections that she found, or I don't know. Yeah, and I just I always respect somebody that which I'm hoping. You know, she's kind of done to her research, but anybody that has the facts to kind of back it up and just kind of put it out there, you interpret it for yourself, kind of, you know, I'll lay it out, whatever. But this is suspicious. I don't know. Like that to me is much more compelling than just kind of these salacious articles that we read where you just kind of get the the high level. Oh, this is what's happening type of thing. So if you really dig into these companies, I think there's a lot more probably going on. And just looking back even to the time before having the internet, when you would have pornography and child pornography and all this stuff going through the mail. Yes. Like Ugh. you had to know somebody to know somebody. So I can it's all networking. But I can only imagine that it, it has become so much easier. Yes. Now. And so who's to say that it's not happening through these e-commerce you know sites yeah through these different channels I yeah mean, like this person said it would just be so easy they have everything they need granted again we don't know that they have taken advantage of these different channels of communication and these different methods of buying and selling but man they could they yeah. really could yeah I mean it's certainly a possibility yeah. so and I think like we're saying the bottom line though is whether or not it's true whatever like I think it's it's definitely another wake-up call for companies like this i know etsy was kind of mentioned in some of these cases too to just do their due diligence and make sure that nothing weird is going on yeah like even if it's not currently great but make sure it doesn't in the future exactly because this just opens up too many options and creeps will find a way man and once the options are put out there like you're gonna have people that are like oh yeah copycats yeah exactly you know if they're even copying a real case right you know whether or not they're gonna see that it's actually a thing they can do and do it and do it exactly so it's a good learning experience regardless and it's a interesting topic for us we've been talking about it for the past couple weeks and we're just oh my gosh we're interested so if anybody has any insight on this if anybody has research that they've done um we are just we'd love to hear it because 
it, we want to be as informed as possible, but also yep. give as full of a picture as possible. Yeah, and it's an ongoing thing, uh, ongoing case too. Yeah, it a lot like, of investigation. You know, it sounds like things keep coming up, like the video of Samaya and all that stuff. Like stuff is coming out week to week. So you know, we definitely would love more information if you have it. Yeah, any insight, or if you've worked for the company and any of this That's rings what I, a bell. Oh my god, that would be so interesting. I would love that. Yeah. We would obviously hide any names and you know situations like that yeah um but yeah so that's our liberty for this that's right um i think we can scoot right into speaking of uh conspiracy theories a really hot one right now that's That's heating up which my gosh guys (laughs) is this britney spears conservatorship um wow i think you know yeah, free Britney. Mm-hmm. I think we should open up maybe by talking about our first experience with Miss Legendary yes. Britney Spears. Yeah. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so, okay, this is my first memory. I was still shockingly doing dance back in the day at Rock School West. The best. The, the, yeah, I think it was the Rock School West or whatever it was. That was a good place, I thought. Yeah. Good for you. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was making it up through the ranks. <laughs> no, hardly. At age, what, seven? I, <laughs> yeah, I forgot when she came really It was like 98, 99 was when Baby One More Time, which is another oh, interesting outrageous. thing, though, why it couldn't be Hit Me Baby One More Time is the title. Um, good point. But um, I remember being in dance class, and I think it was, like, some fun little warm-up that we'd have where it was just kind of, like, a bunch of little girls, like, you know, like, put on some song, and we'd kind of gallop around and, like, run, like, whatever. And I remember somebody bringing in her CD, and that was the first time. And then after that, everybody was so obsessed. Like, I yes. remember the CD, like that pink cover where she's kind of like. Beautiful. Like sitting on the Hip floor. Kneeling, like, mm, kind of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody can forget. Oh, my God. I mean, that legendary video. Oh, my God. Where she's the sitting little in the pom-poms. classroom with the pom-poms, <laughs> the little schoolgirl outfit. And we both went to schools with uniforms. I got to tell y'all, I did not look like that in oh my, my uniform. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a thought, too. How many times, like, seeing girls after graduation in college using their kilts to pull off the Britney Spears Absolute. costume in left college? and right. Left and right, people. I mean, my God. Oh, my she, God. She... October 23rd, 1998. My God, when you first hear those chords of that song, you know it's on. This bitch is ready to rumble. Brittany, I mean, I have to say, I was just watching videos of her from the past. Her performance in year 2000 at the VMAs. I believe she was only like 20 years old, if that, maybe 19. She's about 10 years older than us. Yeah. She Um, was born in 1981. Yeah. yeah. 10 years before me, girl. Yeah. Um, And she, I just, she was an athlete, guys. Oh, my God. Anybody that can be up there doing that dance while singing i can't even breathe correctly while recording this episode oh (laughs) my gosh that takes two to tango girl but this broad she could sing she could dance she was starring in movies crossroads anybody is that a classic a quintessential hit of the time okay all of us want to go on road trips beautiful all right we couldn't even drive yet we didn't have our damn license but i remember seeing that at age seven watching her in that schoolgirl outfit (laughs) 
and just being mesmerized oh, yeah. by her. Never, you know, have I had a lesbian moment or <laughs> an inkling of, hey, I better like try this thing out with women. But damn, in that moment, when you're seven and you're looking <laughs> at this girl, awful. I mean, God, no, I, mean, I know she, she like, was, if, 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 I, she and she's was and is a beautiful woman too, beautiful, like, outrageous. Kinda what I've seen a lot in these, you know, looking into this, watching documentaries over the last week or whatever, like she. And it always creeped me out a little bit, too, how much her sister was like a little clone of her. Oh, they were almost identical. Yeah, but a very attractive family. Beautiful family and obviously a money-making family. Yeah. Uh, poor Brit. She just, she's gone through it, the poor girl. But yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe should we start with the conservatorship, what a conservatorship is? Maybe a little bit of just kind of the legal jargon? So or do we wanna... I actually was going to go into, because I think this goes back to kind of her, or I think her early years kind of oh, play into what's going on with all this. Is it a mental illness? Is like all this stuff that kind of led to this current situation thing. Yes, let's hear it. Let's get a timeline yeah. of Britney's so rise clearly, to fame. Yeah, if you couldn't tell from the last episode, I'm big on my <laughs> my timeline lists here. Girl. And compiling stuff in this way. Um, so let's just give a little bit of background on our girl Brit here. Um, she was born on December 2nd, 1981 in Macomb, Mississippi. She was the second child of Jamie and Lynn Spears, hence the... Jamie Lynn. Yes, hence her younger sister's name. Um, but she pretty much grew up in Kentwood, Louisiana. Classic and Kentwood. Yeah, which Kentwood anybody who can't answer... fans. You've got to answer that trivia question. Oh. And I know... I don't know one single young woman our age who could not tell you what town Britney Spears yeah. originated Kentwood in. Kentwood baby one more time. Kentwood baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so at age eight, so pretty much she doesn't know much outside of this whole performing situation. Um, so at age eight, she traveled with her mom to Atlanta to audition for this revival of the Mickey Mouse Club, which was from, I think, like the 70s, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, she was told she was too young, but during this, she met a talent agent, Nancy Carson, and this actually was kind of the impetus for her, her mom, and her sister, little Jamie Lynn, to move to New York. Um, you know, she she was on Star Search there. Um, she did a couple commercials. Eh, you know, it was good, but probably not worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, but then in December of 1992... She ended up getting cast in the Mickey Mouse Club alongside, and this is the classic. Some other notables. Yeah, this is the classic group here. We got Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, and good old Ryan Gosling. Of course. Yeah. A beautiful group of child yeah, actors. I mean, it was not a successful group at all. No, no. Honestly, they should have packed it in after Mickey Mouse no, Club. No. That was that was pretty much their peak. Yeah. <laughs> So this was canceled. So again, this was 1992 that she went into this. 1996, it was canceled. She um, uh, returned home and actually this was a real hardship on the family, which again, I think this is interesting to kind of just look at with where this story goes. Her father ended up having to travel to Mississippi for work. Um, He was trying to still fund her dream and this I actually thought was kind of funny. He converted a barn next to their home 
into a gym called Total Fitness, which, what? which actually became like, is that not like a national brand or I am I making this up? I mean, up? I don't know if it's Jamie's Total <laughs> no, it's Fitness. Not, no, but... no, no, it's not. But that's what I mean. Like, I just think it's so funny that like he picked up on this name. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. But then in 1998, they actually filed for bankruptcy. Wow. So and it's honestly. It was not a good time. It's yeah. always darkest before the dawn, people, because if you remember 1998, that is when Baby One More Time yep. came out. Well, here we go. So right at that point, she actually embarked on, and this shows you, this is a sign of the times. Um, she went on a mall tour <laughs> to Classic. all the malls with her four-song set. Um, Baby One More Time then was released, and it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, which seems a little weird. Whatever. <laughs> um, but it went two times platinum. And um, this was huge success, then followed by, oops, I did it again. Ugh. And she really did. Oops. oops. Do it again. I, yeah, I may add a success again in May 2000. It is rare that the comeback is as strong as the initial oh, yeah. Yeah. victory. Yeah, but when, is the, when is the sequel exactly. better Thank than you. the prequel? Y'all, <laughs> right, okay. Right. This broad did it again, as mm-hmm. she said in the song, and wearing that red suit. Oh, my God. That that iconic. And the craziest thing. Here's a weird thing looking at today's children. I don't know. Just today's music for kids. Marketed it at kids. I remember that music video being shown on the Disney Channel during yep. commercials. That sounds legit. You know, I think I remember that, too. Like, it's very... I don't know. It's it, just crazy. Yeah. I remember um, my extended family who are very religious yeah. and my little cousins were maybe three years younger than me at the time, which, you know, I guess that that song came out in 2000. I yeah. Think, 2000. Which yep. was very new millennium oh, yeah. the, with the outfit and oh, the my space God. theme yeah, and they then loved the it. total meaningless uh, discussion to, with uh, Titanic, by the way. Remember that? I thought the old lady dropped it in the ocean in the end. Oh, Oh, baby. I went down there and got it. Oh, my God. Look at that. Weird allusion to the Titanic. I love these connections. No clue what the hell was going on there. There was a space theme. There was a sea theme. I was going to say, this is like the modern day submarine, whatever, going. I don't even know. (laughs) I have no clue. But, you know, regardless. But I remember watching that video with my young cousin oh God. and them just being horrified. And a lot of parents were horrified. I they remember were disgusted. Mine, yeah, we're like, no, mm, this is not, not it okay. Was, oh, my God. It was so sexual, so overtly the sexualization of this young woman who was probably, what, 1920 at the time, if that. Yeah, um, yeah She was right. just outrageously in phenomenal condition, talented, hardworking, I don't know. Yeah, was... top in the charts. Like, like she was on top of her game. Top in the charts, baby. Right yeah. from the jump like that. Yep. Incredible. Um, and then so just quickly moving through the early 2000s, because again, this kind of leads into what kind of mental illnesses may have been going on or what, you know, just her past kind of sheds light on. Um, in January of 2004, she married her childhood friend, 
Jason Alexander. Yep. Not to be confused, Not to be confused with, with George, George from Seinfeld. <laughs> George, you're using your body as an amusement spot. Oh my god, yeah. The uh the invitations episode was not a true account. Of no. <laughs> What's her name? Sarah what was her name? Sarah Cher, whatever her name was. Yeah. Britney Spears did not die by licking envelopes. No. <laughs> Susan, Susan. Susan. I knew it was an S. Um uh, so again, she's just skyrocketing up there still um, with her success. The paparazzi are following her. Um, so this marriage actually, she beat Kim Kardashian. This marriage only lasted 55 hours. Yep. I remember that yes, happening. My I gosh. know. I, I remember all of this now looking back through it. Um, and then in 2004, she had her second marriage. K-Fed. Yeah, who can forget K-Fed? Like, Incredible. Classic K-Fed. From which she got two beautiful babies, Sean Preston and Jane Very James. cute kids. <laughs> like, very cute kids. I always remember my mom saying how much the oldest looked like Britney's mother. Oh, and yeah. And then the second looked identical to Britney. Like, mm. they were full out her genes over there. So true, which yeah. probably was for the best. Because I honestly, yeah. if they came out as K-Fed, they'd come out yeah. as white kids with cornrows. <laughs> right. And that's not a good look for anybody. Yeah, it's not what we want to go for. So after this, we're getting into the late, almost to 2010 here. So we have the infamous uh, 2007 shaved head incident. Oof. Yeah, and this is where it's so sad, though, looking back, like looking into her history growing up and then looking into even this incident specifically um, and how the paparazzi even treated her like they there were so many close ups where you can see them um, and hear them recording her and be like, Brittany, we're concerned about you, like whatever. Yes. But they're Uh, still like flashing in her face. Yeah. Um, so pretty much she had, she went and got her head shaved in Los Angeles. She went into a salon in the middle of the night after leaving a drug rehabilitation center. And then she went and got a tattoo. Then we have that, the, um, umbrella incident with the paparazzi as well. It's also speculated though, that the, one of the reasons that she was shaving her head was, that it wasn't she wasn't that she was kind of losing her mind, but more so that she had gotten out of this rehabilitation center. And a lot of times they'll want to take hair samples to test for, oh. um, you know, to see Different past drugs. drug use. And so this was a way of her not being put back into one of these centers. Facilities, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yep. That's oh. even sadder when it comes to later on. It's very sad. It just like you just don't know. Like. Um, and so then we get into 2008, January, before we kind of get into our conservatorship. In January of 2008, she was placed under a 5150, mm-hmm. which is an involuntary 72-hour psychiatric evaluation. Yes. Um, so she was taken in on a gurney from her L.A. home, and um, she stayed there for only two days, and then a couple weeks later was taken in again under the same 5150 and then kind of getting up to our conservatorship um after all these things happened in february of 2008 we have the onset of this all right yes so sorry big mouthful there big history but i think it's relevant to kind of see where she came from and how that could or could not 
play into what's going on now. Sure. And I think what's true for this story, as is for so many different celebrities, um, is that big trees fall hard, right? And the higher you come up, the quicker you go down. Yeah. So in February of 2008, she was placed into this conservatorship. Um, I don't know how much you have on the information there, just kind of the... So I, from what I read, a lot was not released or has not been released mm-hmm. as far as what the um, parameters are on it. Yeah, it sounds like a but, lot of the records are sealed. Yeah. Um, but in as a general matter, a conservatorship is just this legal arrangement where this responsible adult takes care or manages the care of the conservatee, which is the impaired adult person. And what's unusual here and what kind of comes up as the first red flag is that generally this is for people who are in a coma. It's for people with dementia. Right. It's for people Severely who are mentally impaired, individuals. really impaired. Yeah. I mean, elderly folks who don't know where they are, if they have Alzheimer's, all of these kind of different, extremely debilitating mental issues. Which makes sense in those situations. Like, I get totally. that. And I think initially the conservatorship was supposed to just be temporary. Yeah, so it was actually supposed to expire in December of that same year, 2008. Right, and um, then was clearly renewed because we're still right. talking about it today. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. Right, so um, what's different too is that apparently there's a difference between types of conservatorships. Oh, you can I either, that. yeah, you can have a limited one or a general one. And apparently, usually the courts push for um, the limited Which one. Makes sense. Yeah, because especially in this situation, like it's not like exactly. It's not like she's in a coma. Right. It's not like she's diagnosed that with dementia or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. Although I think when she first went under the conservatorship, there was the claim that she had I early could... onset dementia. Oh. By her father, I believe. Um, in any event, though, in this limited version of the conservatorship. The mentally impaired person still can maintain as much independence as possible, which mm-hmm. is what you want. Sure. Especially if you're hoping that someday the person can come out of the conservatorship. Right. Um, but then there's also this higher level version of the conservatorship called a general conservatorship. And in that one, the conservatee can't care for themselves at all. And in that instance, the conservator wow. makes all their legal decisions. The conservatee can't contest any of the decisions that are Oof. made by the conservator. Um, and yeah, so essentially in this general conservatorship, the conservatee or the person being looked after is reduced to almost less than citizenship in the eyes of the law because yeah. the conservator or the caretaker is making every legal decision for them so it completely takes away the power of that individual which as you would imagine in some scenarios that individual can't have power and that's exactly why this exists right i mean you do not want a dementia patient caring for themselves it makes yeah it makes sense in the right situation for sure but there's questions as to whether this conservatorship is valid whether Brittany is a um, willing participant, but we'll get it more into that. Yeah. So the only, the only thing I think I want to add to that initial conservatorship um, situation is the fact that her father, Jamie was made the permanent conservator um, of her affairs while her or their attorney, Andrew wallet 
<laughs> funny name there. Yeah. Um, was Got named, his mind on his money. Yeah. Because he was named the permanent co-conservator of her estate. Mm-hmm. so you kind of have these two i don't know if this is a right way to phrase it but almost handlers in a way mm-hmm. where it's you know they anything down to the, you know being able to buy a five dollar cup of coffee you know she needs kind of permission for like mm-hmm. she can't do pretty much much of anything on her own and you would hope that at, if you're going to be under a conservatorship that the person handling you would be a responsible adult who would take good care of you and would understand the legal repercussions um, at hand. And so in this instance, this Andrew Wallet, who is an attorney, um, it was great in a sense that right. he was yeah, one of the got co-conservators. Legal background. Because, yeah, you had this legal background. I actually read something that said that her fiancé at the time... Yeah, this was interesting. This was a little bit hanky. Jason Trowick... Yeah, this, so this was in 2011, so I think this was... Yeah, so this is jumping around yeah. a little bit. No, 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 but, but this is like after the initial setup, this was kind of the next step in this whole situation. Right. So um, just to go down the conservator rabbit hole of who has been the conservator to Britney's conservatorship, Jason Trowick, her fiancé at the time, was made a co-conservator, which to me is almost a form of ownership in a way right I mean, oh, you're yeah. getting a wife but you're also getting her personhood in a sense yeah because you're now entitled to make every legal decision for her it's almost like you're inheriting a child right um, well a 59 million dollar uh, yes child. i mean my gosh talk about yeah. a dowry people seriously but apparently i mean when they when they finally broke up they did remove him as a co-conservator right all right, so we've seen her career kind of go up and down, and then in 2013 is when we saw Britney kind of come back into the Britney we all knew and loved, this performer. Um, she had this Vegas headline show called, not to be confused with Ashley uh, Simpson, it's yep. Piece of Me, not Pieces of Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a critical plural S, yes. okay? Yes, don't get your 90s, 2000 pop stars confused. So it was extended multiple times. Um, yeah, constantly from years yeah, 2009 to 2019. Totally like, and honestly, during this time, I have to give it to this fan site. There's a fan site called freebritney.net. And in 2009, that early, this site questioned or began to question the conservatorship why it was necessary which is only about a year after it started too so good on them good on them exactly but it's basically questioning hey this woman has been under this conservatorship for years and years during this time she's toured the world she's released multiple albums she's worked on a bunch of different tv shows and the conservators are still deciding whether or not she works since yeah. she can't enter into contracts for herself since she's legally not her own person. She needs permission from the conservators to even leave her house or spend your, her own money, like you said a minute ago. Yeah. So it's it was that early that fans began to ask these critical questions of, listen, I mean, we're saying she's incompetent, but she's clearly competent enough to tour the world. Yeah. And to make all this money. And I mean, where does competence, where do you draw the line between competence and incompetence? And I think that's a really great example, too, because it's one thing if you have an individual who is clearly in a very bad mental state and they're going out there and 
performing in 250 shows over four years. Like, it, it just, yeah. I just don't see how that's not exploiting someone. Whether or not she's in the right mental state, I don't think that that is right. Like, right. And, but like you said, like, for somebody be, to be able to, like, continue through that many performances and like the pressure of that alone would probably break somebody down if she's able to do that i think she should be able to go out and drive a car buy a coffee like i don't know right yeah 100 percent. yep so the the first crack in this whole thing was in 2019 when she postponed so again like we said it had been renewed multiple times um and now we were into the domination residence i guess you would call it um in las vegas Mm -hmm. and it was postponed indefinitely right and the thought behind it was that she actually was refusing to take her medication yes so and what's interesting is so she canceled her residency on january 4th 2019 and she made a post on instagram at the time that said it was because her father quote almost died Right. Okay. Shortly after, though, she was seen getting hamburgers at In-N-Out, which, again, is not Normal allowed for her oh, true. conservatorship. Yeah. She was yeah. driving through the drive-thru at In-N-Out. Oh, yes. Yeah, because driving is not even yep. allowed. Yeah. And that's obviously not allowed under the conservatorship. Yep. So that was just a little bit odd because her father almost dies, presumably, and then she cancels her tour. Right. It's that big a deal to her that she has to cancel it or right. postpone it. Yeah, but um, from what I was hearing or seeing on, you know, looking into this was the fact that, again, she was refusing to take this medication because apparently in some of the shows leading up to this for the past couple of years, fans had seen her kind of coming back into the Britney they knew where she looked invigorated. She looked like she had life in her eyes and she was, you know, had the energy up there. And so it's believed that she was refusing to take some of this medication aside from um, the bipolar, I believe it was, medication that was uh, diagnosed and prescribed for her. Um, And her father said, if you're not going to take this, we're going to cancel the tour. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't take it. And her father pretty much told her, all right, fine, we're going to cancel the tour, but you're going to blame it on my being sick. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So basically... She went into the mental health facility right after this, right at yes. this point. And information starts to come out slowly that she, Brittany didn't actually want to go to the facility, right. that she was forced to go. Yep. Um, and she puts out this weird meme around the same time wherein she says, everyone needs some me time. It's posted on her Instagram. It's a little mm-hmm. bit creepy. It's a weird nod to self-care where it definitely was intended to get people off of her back, off of the story, yeah. and to be less suspicious because people are going to say, oh, of course, she's caring for herself. That's great. Right. She's going where she needs to go. She's admitting herself. But at the time that she made this weird post, she had already been in the mental health facility for four oh, months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much kind of like not transparent with what's kind of going on and where she's been and even the facility itself was like not the greatest no it was like one star wasn't yeah it? yeah it was one star and there weren't 
I think a lot of reviews were kind of taken down after this has blown up a little bit. But based on the reviews that are kind of out there on your Google, Yelp, all that stuff, it was not the place you'd expect Britney Spears to voluntarily check herself into. Exactly. Like the, one of the richest people in the world, I don't think is going to go to this one-star Mm-mm. facility. Um, and what's crazy is in March 2019 – so maybe two months after she must have checked into the facility, because we're thinking she checked in around January. Right. Um, Andrew Wallet, who we mentioned before, the attorney who was a co-conservator on the conservatorship, he abruptly resigned as the attorney conservator. It was all of a sudden. It was very quick. It was very spur of the moment. Apparently, he requested a raise at the end of 2018, to like around 485 grand a year now he's already making boku bucks just to be a conservator then he quits less than four months later and apparently Mm. stories came out later on that this wallet fellow quit because he thought it would be that he thought rather that substantial detriment irreparable harm immediate danger was going to result if the conservatorship wasn't changed in terms of the conservator. And he stepped away from all this money, essentially, because he was worried about the repercussions. He clearly, and we don't know, we don't know what affected him to this extent that he had to step away but clearly it has something to be something went wrong. Yeah, where like, he, you don't just step away from that after especially years of this without something going big on. happening yeah. and that kind of money. Um, and it just so happens to correlate with, you know, a few months into her stay, which may or may not have been voluntary mm-hmm. at the mental health facility. I mean, how this really all came to light, at least in the mainstream, has been this big TikTok clip yeah this calling is really out been the push whew, it's called out all these social media trolls because britney was cranking out this really odd material on tiktok mm-hmm. wherein she's essentially just doing little fashion shows yeah, in her home like back and forth kind of walking around her house and wearing kind of odd makeup dark like smeared makeup and just these outfits her voice sounds strange things are just weird and people were kind of making fun of her And then this TikTok clip came out where it called everybody out. It provided all of this information about the conservatorship battle. And it's taken a lot of people by storm. Yeah. Because it really dives into how Britney's rights have been diminished under this conservatorship. They believe that she isn't even allowed to vote. Now, again, we don't know if that's true or not. No, she's actually actually not in there. Is she not? For sure. She's not. That's that's one of the – well – we don't know, but again, that's one of the presumed, um, uh, what I want to say, stipulations under the conservatorship, um, along with not being able to get married, not being able to have children, um, all that stuff without permission by her conservator, mm-hmm. conservator, conservator, whatever. Um, but apparently this was one of the things that I saw along the lines of this whole voting not being able to vote was that she posted something, I think, on her Instagram mm-hmm. uh, when Hillary was running. And it said, I'm with her. And she was forced to take it down because she can't vote. Ah. Um, And so it was, I don't know who it was that was kind of behind that, forcing her to take it down. 
Um, but during that election, she apparently had posted something and then, you know, because of these stipulations was forced to take it down. Wow. Yep. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, so this TikTok video this that went viral basically says that she has the rights of a 10 year old child yeah and that she can't do anything without permission which again i mean that sounds a lot like a general conservatorship like we talked about and what worried people even more is when fans started reaching out with clues um asking britney to ask for help in a coded fashion so what happened was one fan reached out to britney on her tiktok and said if you need help, wear yellow in your next video. Guess Ugh. what color she wore in her next video, yeah. y'all. Mm, it wasn't blue. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't blue. And get this, the caption of the video of her wearing yellow basically mentions her quote-unquote favorite yellow shirt, which draws even more attention oh. to the fact that she wore yellow. Oh, I didn't even... Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then that was even quietly taken down later. Um, one weird thing I saw before we even did this that I had heard about was if you look at her on Star Search and Mickey Mouse Club and all that stuff back in the day, she's known for having this very um, like deeper, powerful yep. voice. Did yep. you see I this I think we too? need to talk about this. This... Before even any of this came up in these past couple months, I watched something on her past here, and she apparently, like, through her whole career and kind of whole childhood and adulthood, has been uh, under the influence of other people kind of telling her what she needed to be. Um, In this situation, it was the height of or the start of this pop culture of the late 90s, early 2000, and... They didn't want another Whitney Houston. They wanted right. this kind of baby voice, pop, you know, culture voice. What we know of her today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's actually interesting. I, I wish I could remember where I saw this, but there um, were a couple clips of her. So it t- took a look at her singing in her younger years like the mickey mouse club like much younger years and you could kind of hear that deeper voice and then it took some of her songs from once she had become big and even with the recording or whatever like it slowed them down looking at like it sounded so much more like her natural voice and like the producers had taken that original recording and kind of sped it up and um, heightened the, I don't know, vocal range or whatever it is, like made it sound that kind of voice that she has now. Um, And then apparently she was trained to kind of sing this way. And so it actually damaged her vocal cords. And that's why you're seeing her kind of later in life having not the best you know, like right. vocal ability when she's up there on stage because she's trying to sing in this kind of nasally baby voice. baby voice when she actually has a great singing voice and this great kind of um, deeper range or whatever. But that's not what these pop producers or whatever were looking for at the time. Right. And it's so sad. I had heard something um, to the um, 
effect that Britney was trying to actually release an album in her oh, real voice. This was this it, was creepy. Yes. Oh, what was it called? It, it was uh, something doll, modern doll, yes, or, wait, or living I have doll. This. Yes, it was so sad. So you know, with all that history in mind, the fact that Britney's true voice is this deeper, more sultry, more soulful voice. Powerful that, voice. Too. Powerful like, it's voice. Beautiful. Yeah, and even as a little girl, when you heard her sing, I mean, right. wow, she had this crazy, you know, it wasn't Christina Aguilera, but it was just a deep, different voice than what we know her for. Yeah. And purportedly, she was trying to release an album wherein she was going to take on her quote-unquote real voice and sing in that voice and... Um, try to be respected for that voice and operations got shut down on that right i forget i know i hold on let me no because i i know i have this in here it's because then she did the she released the blackout something or whatever afterwards original doll original doll yep so creepy yep and she released apparently i don't know i should have gotten the facts totally straight on this but i think she released and i kind of remember this one song somewhere in japan like internationally and she got it was like retracted or whatever and then um she wasn't able to release the rest of that whole album and she actually went with her label or whatever and released blackout right i don't even remember maybe i remember some songs if i heard them but i don't remember that album specifically um but i do remember vaguely this situation happening where it was like she wanted to kind of release this original doll album or whatever it was on her own and her label got on it right away and we're like you're not able to do this so this is crazy i'm just seeing this now Um, But apparently there's this radio station. (laughs) Yeah, Breaking news. There's this radio station in California. um, And presumably it was totally empty. And Britney Spears called them. It was December 2004. um, And it was right before New Year's Eve. And basically there was this fill-in guy for the normal host when Britney called. And she said she wanted to play her new song. Whoa. And the host thought it was this prank. Sure. He had no clue what the heck, like who was really calling. (laughs) Why would you you do this? But an hour later, apparently Britney comes out to the studio outside (laughs) the radio station with her bodyguard her chihuahua and no shoes on (laughs) oh my god this is buzzfeed people so it must be true yeah britney comes on the air and introduces her song as mona lisa oh i oh this is so weird because this is like bringing back weird memories like yeah that sounds familiar so this was the first and last time that mona lisa would ever be played on the radio whoa and one of the record representatives told billboard magazine a week later that the song wouldn't be good on the radio that there wasn't an album scheduled at the moment they did note that Britney was working on some material in the studio, but they basically pushed Whoa. the album under the rug. Yeah, I, th- th- it's so weird because that like is a vague memory in the back of my mind there. It sounds very familiar. Yeah, and it sounds like this original Doll album, which Mona Lisa was a part of, yep. you know, would have taken on this new life, this new voice, which is really her old voice and her true right. voice, presumably. Well, and it's yeah. just like... 
I don't know. You see these kids like Christina Aguilera, like Justin Timberlake on the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day. They were all very talented kids. And I just, I don't know. I just can't see like Britney Spears singing in this baby voice kind of being chosen. Like, yeah, she could have had great dance moves or great whatever. But like all these kids were just like the top of their talent. And yeah. That's so true. That's you know, a really like, good point to make because, yeah. yeah, if she had gotten up on that stage, I mean, a good part of that performance aspect of her career is gusto and bravery and being able to be up there in sure. front of the crowd and dance moves, whatever. But a good part is also the music. Yeah, you don't I mean, have you have that. to sell records. <laughs> right. And, yeah, I just don't see them choosing her for that baby voice. Right. Granted, it sounds like what they wanted for whatever reason later, but yeah, I think there's talent there and there's more talent than meets the eye or the ear, depending. Yeah, and it's a shame because it's just so funny because I remember all throughout being a Britney Spears fan, like growing up or whatever, my parents just being like, oh, she cannot sing. She's off, like just hating whenever she would, you know, come on TV or whatever, just like, oh, she's got no talent. She's awful. And then, which I agree, like, (laughs) that baby voice, like, just did it. And then it it presumably, like, damaged her vocal cords. So as the years went on, it just got worse and worse. And so obviously, like, yeah, I agree to a degree that, like, yeah, it sounded awful. She had no talent, but she actually had talent that was just kind of pushed aside and forced into this narrow box of what they wanted her to be like. Yeah. So... Just looking at today, it's kind of been a trending topic that, again, has been gaining. I've seen a lot of videos coming up recently on YouTube, and we've had um, 178,000 signatures as of July 16th on a change.org petition that is called Britney Spears, Write to Her Own Lawyer. There's also been an Instagram Live released or done by her son where he was talking about his grandfather who again Jamie Spears the conservator of Britney where he was just kind of bashing how he's you know handled the situation and that he doesn't think that Britney will ever really make music again because of this whole situation and how things have been handled her conservatorship was recently extended to I think it was supposed to end uh, I wish I had the date right here I know I had it somewhere I think it was end of July but it's been extended until August 20 August 22nd 2020 mm-hmm. because of the coronavirus oh gosh but I guess we'll see you know what I mean it's been actually extended twice in 2020 so it's kind of coming to a head right here like it's getting to the end of things, but for some reason, it keeps getting extended, even little by little. What's unusual, too, is um, Brittany's mom's attempts to get involved in the oh, conservatorship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we want to touch on that a little bit. It sounds like Lynn Spears, um, especially in 2019, just sort of tried to get involved in the conservatorship 
she also sounds like she's been engaging with the Free Britney movement, yeah. liking posts and commenting. And she's been divorced from Jamie Spears I was going to say, yeah, I think that's years. an important point, too. Like, yeah. They're not on the same page. Exactly. They're miles apart on this one. Yeah. And she wanted to stay informed, wanted to have a say on the different medical issues that Britney's dealing with. And she was spotted, you know, kind of following closely the free Britney movement yeah but I think I think like a big kind of you know in your face how can you deny yes you can deny but whatever um thing that has sparked this up again is this letter from he was a paralegal I believe that Mm -hmm. was involved in the conservatorship and then resigned um but she sent him a letter it was taken away but he had taken made a copy of it or something like that and to me if it's true it's very telling yeah so this andrew gallery guy claims that britney gave him the letter um earlier on and that it got destroyed but then he made a copy of it right and the letter was written from a third person point of view yeah and a lot of people criticized this which i don't know which i think is stupid because they're like if it's really from her why would she write it in this in this tone or whatever and he's like because it'd be weird if i read it as me i whatever because i'm not britney right so i get it so um if we're to read the letter it says as for kevin saying britney divorced him she was forced to by her lawyers because she went to visit him in new york and he wouldn't see her and the children and her lawyer said if she doesn't divorce him he's going to do it himself wow And it's referred to the 2008 incident that um, obviously resulted in her hospitalization. Apparently, she wrote, no one knows the truth. Her, my behavior when my children got taken away because of my locking myself in the bathroom is understandable, considering her friend at the door kept telling her. Sorry, it's hard to read it in the third person and the first person. (laughs) Considering my friend at the door kept telling me the cops are leaving. Don't worry. Stay in the bathroom. I was lied to and set up, the letter says. My children were taken away, and I did spin out of control, which any mother would in those circumstances. So... I don't know. I mean, we just have these different angles. Again, we don't know if any of these sources are truly legitimate. Yeah, Yeah, that's the hardest thing, too, I think, is that, like, what can you really trust on this? Like, yeah, you can see the TikToks for yourself. You can see, you know, some of her interviews and performances in the past, whatever. But, like, how much of this, like, is that really a letter she sent to him or gave him? Like, we also have some of these um, recordings, I think, in the past with, a lawyer I can't remember when it was like the like 2009 2010 something along that where um she was trying to get custody or maintain some sort of custody of her children and was it it was kind of a creepy (laughs) call to the lawyer where she um was saying who she was and just wanted to make sure that when things went through you know kind of saying her her side that she wanted to maintain some sort of custody but again it's like was that really her? Like, right? And can we trust these reports? Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, her phone and social media have been super monitored. Yeah. Really heavily disciplined. Which makes sense if you want to buy into this whole theory that, like, she has to communicate in code by her right. outfits if, you know, she doesn't have full, full control over these accounts. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I guess what's important is in order to get out of this conservatorship, Britney Spears basically has to prove that she's stable enough to go on without it and to go through life and care for herself, care for her children without this conservatorship in place. And she essentially just needs to control her finances, control her life. And I think her father has been said that you know, he even wants her to be free of the conservatorship and he doesn't want it to continue forever. There's a lot of back and forth. I mean, everything's open to interpretation because you have people in one camp saying she's being held against her will. She's a hostage. She doesn't have any say in this situation. And then you have a whole other camp of people, her team, her people, um, everybody really, but her mom in recent days with, you know, following the free Britney movement, who are saying, listen, the fans don't have the full information. Sure. They don't know how deep this mental illness goes. They don't know how sick she really is. And they also don't realize that legally the courts are super reticent to enforce a conservatorship like this unless there's somebody who really needs it. So, frankly, you know, to underestimate the legal system is just silly. Yeah. They're kind of supposing. Well, I I think, I don't know, the thing that, based on what you were saying earlier, that's interesting to me is the fact that, what did you call it? It was a, not a full. Oh, a general. A general instead of a. Um, limited, I Limited, think. yeah. Conservatorship. Like, to me, that just is very surprising. Like, I could 100%, especially for somebody growing up like she did in the spotlight and even just growing up in the industry during that time period, like there were, it, it was like a haunted house of like boogeymen around every corner. Like <laughs> it really was. seriously, like it's true. You're just, and that's going to screw you up. Yeah. You're vulnerable. You're yeah. given this insane amount of power from your youth. I mean, who was it recently who came out about, um, I guess like stars like Demi Lovato and um, Amanda Bynes and Miley Cyrus. Everybody talks about just the insane power, the money, the influence that these kids are given. And they're children. People forget that they're just children. They can't handle it on their own. What are they supposed to do? And so many of them, for that reason, get wrapped up in drugs, get right. wrapped up in sex, get wrapped up in other types of abuse. Well, and, I mean, and any type of mental illness that's going to develop from that. Oh, like, it's I'm sure it's running rampant in yeah. that industry. And it makes total sense to me. Like, again, it's an outsider. What we're seeing is what we're seeing. We're not seeing behind the scenes stuff. But like, yeah, she probably is suffering from some type of mental illness. And yes, that needs you know, she needs assistance in that situation, but I don't know that she needs to be under this full conservatorship that she's under right now. Like, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is like, that's for individuals that really cannot take care of themselves. Can't function truly at a basic level. I just don't think that's where she is right now. And maybe again, maybe we're missing something. Maybe we don't see behind the curtain, but it just seems odd too. And what's haunting to me specifically about this is she doesn't even have the power to question the situation that she's in right and to question the medication that she's being given that's scary if you're being given something and it has these harmful effects i mean your conservator has the right to say listen these medications are doing more good than harm and 
you know, you're staying on them. Right. Like, sorry. And if you refuse, we're going to take away your tour. We're going to take away your rights. We're going to, um, you know, make this even harder on you to function as an adult woman. Right. Yeah. And it keeping you on under control like that's good for us because we're keeping in control of that almost 60 million dollar estate you have going yeah Yeah. so like i think that's a very fine line to walk and to me if she's able to function on these shows and in these performances and all this stuff i think it's probably outlandish for her to be under this very strict conservatorship yeah that's how it feels and Granted, you know, she could be functioning as well as she is because of the conservatorship. That's a good uh, point. You know, yeah. they could be really, that could be the only method that they have for maintaining her mental health status as it is and for her, you know, being able to perform and go on as she has. But it something just seems off about I the agree. fact that she's able to maintain this incredible, illustrious career, right. but doesn't have the power to vote or to care for her children yeah, or to ch- buy a cup of coffee. And at how the many Starbucks. years? It's been what twelve years or so. She's been under. Yeah, this. twelve years. Like it's a long time. It's a I, really I, long I think it time. needs some reevaluation. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Betsy Boss Podcast. If you'd like to find us online, we're on Facebook at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Instagram at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Twitter at Betsy Boss Pod, and our email is Betsy Boss Podcast at gmail.com. Also, Betsy Boss is now on both iTunes and Spotify. If you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and comment. Thanks again for listening. 